0: Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, Mother-Daughter Team, Dr. Gloria, and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio.
1: Our topic for this next segment is special dreams after the death of a loved one, and our guest is Llewellyn Hoffman. Llewellyn Hoffman, adjunct professor at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, is the author of Special Dreams. The death of Llewellyn's husband Michael in nineteen ninety four, her own healing experience with dreams, and those of others she interviewed were the
2: inspiration for this book. Welcome to the show, Llewellyn.
1: Hi. Thank Llewellyn. you, Heidi.
2: It's great. Hi, to, Dr. Gloria. It's great to have you on the show. Um, I've really enjoyed your book, Special Dreams After the Death of a Loved One, especially since my very, very special dream is in there. <laughs> and uh, sometime I would, it's not too long, so maybe during the next segment I'd love to have you read it.
0: All um, right.
2: Talk a little bit about why you wrote the book. I know you got in touch with me, what, a year and a half ago or something about that you were going to write the book, and we put some information on the blog. Yes. Um...
0: What happened was I had a a dream experience. My husband died suddenly in an accident in 1994. And then shortly after his funeral, I would say about two days after his funeral, he appeared to me in a dream where I saw him standing at the foot of my bed. And I didn't think very much of it at the time and probably would not have said anything about it. But my sister-in-law, who lived 500 miles away, she saw her brother a couple of days later and she spoke to him and she called me um Gloria and and it was remarkable because not so much that she had seen him but she had taken his death very very hard and was grieving very hard and after she saw him she was fine she was she even sounded happy on the phone and I think that's what struck me the most was the difference in her voice and how she had such a huge healing experience from that dream. And was that because she knew that he was okay? Yes. And she did talk to him, and he told her, and her dream story is is in the book, and he told her that um, he loved us and he didn't want to leave and that he was with, with us and watching over
2: everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about uh, what is a special dream, but... Before I do that, I wanted you to kind of go over uh, some dreams. You talk about the book, Lincoln Had a Dream, and Carl Jung and Mark Twain. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Could you want to talk about those dreams? Um, Sure. Um, There's
0: different types of dreams, and there's different stages of dream levels. So to have a special dream, what Carl Jung um, described as a level four dream, Um, and all special dreams are in that level, However, not all level fours are special dreams. And then there's another type of dream that people can experience called a prophetic dream, and that's where you see the future. And many people experience this type of dream before um, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the sinking of the Titanic, and about forty percent of of people have these prophetic dreams. So they're they're rather common. And in the book. Um, President Lincoln. It's it's documented that President Lincoln had a prophetic dream ten days before his death um, that he was he would be assassinated or killed, and he saw his body lying in state in the White House. And at a dinner party, he described the whole thing to his wife and to a few friends.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's a prophetic dream. And then another uh, person who had a prophetic dream was Mark Twain, one month before the death of his brother. He saw his brother laid out in state, and since his brother was in fine health, he wasn't too worried about it and didn't say anything about it, but then there was an accident, an explosion on a riverboat that killed his brother, and then he saw his brother exactly as he had seen him in a dream one month
2: earlier. Mm -hmm. And he told people about this dream?
0: Yes, and the reason why I bring this up and I put it in the book is to show that average Americans are having this experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that a lot of times when you talk about the death of a loved one and and the search of reaching over and trying to touch them again or after-death communication, they can pretty much get over into the left field of things. And so I wanted to really stress that these are Normal, average Americans who have an extraordinary experience.
2: Yeah, and I thought that was important in your in your chapter six when you talk about uh, the special dream. It's it's not an apparition. Uh, you know, they only happen to people. It's not an appearance uh, per se because that happens to people awake. It's not something you can make happen. I thought that was important. Uh, yeah, it's,
1: I was going I was gonna ask you about that, Mom. I'm glad you brought that up you know so it's not something you can make happen so if you really want to have a dream about someone that you've loved and lost you can't will it to happen you can't think about it right before you're sleeping or no that's correct it okay. it comes to you
0: you can't you can't make it happen i do have some people who have said that they have prayed and asked for that experience mm-hmm. and then they did have a special dream but i was totally caught off guard when i had one and so was my sister-in-law and I think um, several people are. And it's different um, because I, I did have many dreams about Michael that seemed very real, but a special dream is different. It has a different intensity to it. Also, in all the special dreams, you're aware that the person has died and that you're seeing them again as if they were alive, and you're conscious of that.
2: Yeah, and when I had the special, dr- my special dream that you have in there, I it, it came to me... Um, Can I read my special dream? Yes, please do. Okay, uh, it's dream number three, and um, you say healing dreams are important. Uh, Well, I'll read, my son Scott was 17 and a catcher on the varsity baseball team. He died suddenly about three months after he was killed in July of 1983 in an automobile accident. He appeared to me in a dream. Scott, and I saw this in in my mind. It was very unusual. He was learning to pitch to himself by moving the ball through the air through his thoughts. He had his uniform waiting for for the ball. He was in his uniform waiting for the ball. When he stopped and looked at me and said, how are you, it suddenly hit me how strange the question was given that he was dead. Scotty looked at me with a loving smile and said, I am. At that moment, I knew that we would never be apart, and he would live in my heart forever, and I in his Oh, that's, I didn't even know if I could read it today, but it's it was that's such nice. an amazing experience of a special dream. Never had another one.
0: Wonderful. It, it's, it's very intense, leave. as you describe, and many people in the book um, cry when they repeat their special dream story mm-hmm. because it's so intense. And I think one of the things that they're experiencing is the tremendous love and how love never dies. And even though the people we love die and leave this world, we don't stop loving them just well, because they're gone. And a powerful
1: gone. connection, like you said, between the between Scott and my mom or between some person that's died and you. You can feel that connection when you hear the dream.
2: Yeah, and I really appreciated your putting it down, Llewellyn. And I was thinking that people really should write their special dream just for themselves. It was amazing reading it after uh, having that.
0: Thank you so much. It's very difficult because, see, people are not talking about this. They are having the experience, but I found that they're not talking about it publicly. And what I'm hearing from people who are sharing the book, um, even though it's still very rare, not everyone will have this. I'm finding only about 3% of the population experience this. People are saying, I did have one. My mother died, and I had one after right after my mother died, but they never told anyone so I'd like to encourage everyone if you if you think you have had a special dream I would say um tell others about it and they could probably go to your
2: uh website right
0: yes you can go to the website it's specialdream.org. dot org and um we have information you're welcome to send me your dream if you if you're not sure what type of dream you had another uh interesting fact that I found in the research is that many people had what I call a combination of a prophetic special dream because, let's say, their grandmother died, but they didn't know she had died yet, but she came to them in a dream and said goodbye. So when they woke up the next day and heard the news that their grandmother had died, they weren't surprised because they already knew that from the... Um, special dream that they had. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, again, uh, with a special dream, it's not a near-death experience. That's what you say, which is important. That's correct. Um, and uh, it does not take place uh, when you're awake or daydreaming. It's
1: not correct. a daydream.
2: It happens naturally. And it rarely happens more than once in a lifetime. I thought that was really interesting. I think
1: that's interesting, too. It doesn't happen more than once. I had another question. Um what this I've encountered this a lot with the people I with people I work with they come to me and say that they resent the fact that someone else has had a special dream about their loved one when they know that and they haven't had that dream and they feel like if that person that died was going to have go to come to anyone in dream a dream state it would be them. And what would you say to people out there that haven't had a dream? Well, I I would say it's a
0: gift, and it's really a gift for the whole group. In the beginning of the book, it says here, and uh, this was amazing to me, that Native Americans believe that when someone dies, here, I'll read it, Native Americans believe that after someone dies, they come back in a dream to a family member to let the family know that they are all right. Now that's and interesting.
2: So, so for the whole group, that that's right. It's that's for the great. whole
0: group, and that's why I'd like to encourage people if, if they think they have had a special dream, um, share it with share it with other people in your family because it is a healing process and it is helpful for others to hear about the special dream.
2: Great book, Special Dreams. It's wonderful. There are all sorts of special dreams written about, and Llewellyn also explains in the first part of the book about some of the research on dreams and describes what a special dream is. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to uh, make sure, Llewellyn wanted to make sure you knew, is that you don't need a medium, right, for special dreams, Llewellyn?
0: That's correct.
2: Yeah, so they just come... Uh, You may only have once in a lifetime uh, one of these dreams. I love the idea that you said that it's important to share these special dreams because uh, the Native Americans say that these are for the community, not just for the individual.
0: Right, and I feel like up until this point, people are having special dreams, but they're not talking about it. In fact, I think your show is probably the first time it's been talked about publicly.
2: I really hadn't, you know, I knew that was a special dream and I've told it to people and uh, I think it's much better written than, um, you know, being able to read it. I don't know, I never, I never really understood what it was until I read your book, so uh, it's really been very wonderful and enlightening for me. I've always and, cherished it.
1: And for me, hearing your special dream, Mom, is so comforting because I feel like I'm, Scott is at peace and he's connected to you and he's in a, in a, a good place. And that's comforting yes. to me because he di- he died in a traumatic way. So
0: and that's and I also know. want to say that people have reservations of sharing it because they don't want anyone to think they're crazy. And you're not crazy. We have over 119 stories in this book from people who have had this special dream experience. And I'm sure there's many, many more out there. It's just that um, it has not been discussed before or or identified this type of dream has not been identified before.
2: Now, I think it's important to say that it can't be, is a natural, it's never induced by drugs, alcohol, hypnosis, or trance state. Right. Correct. Dream. And, and, and
1: Llewellyn, you said that on page 196, there's one word that is repeated over and over again to dreamers. Yes. Can you tell us what, what word that is?
0: Well, it was, it was interesting because... After collecting all the dreams and putting them together in this book, you start seeing some patterns, like I saw other people who saw their their witness um, their deceased person standing at the left side of the bed. And so you start to see patterns and then going through it you see patterns of what people are saying to those who are dreaming. And funny enough, the one word that kept coming up over and over again was the word okay. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. And so I looked up in the dictionary what does this word okay mean, and it means, um, a couple definitions of it means safe and good. So we know that these loved ones are in a place that is safe and good.
2: That's great. So these are consoling, which fits into what you said about telling the whole group. Heidi and I love the fact that the special dream has been helpful for you. you. My special dream, right? Yeah, it's not just.
1: And it was
0: very helpful for me when my sister-in-law called me and told me she had had the same special dream experience, and she had talked to Mike. That was very comforting to me
2: too. One thing that's kind of ironic, uh, what I was telling Heidi this morning is interesting, is I was reading my dream, getting ready for the show, and then I went to the next dream, and it is somebody that I'm very involved with, uh, a, a woman named Kim. Uh, her dream was right next to mine. I had to call her and say, Kim, you're not going to believe this, but out of all the people in the world, and that Llewellyn contacted Llewellyn, your dream is right next to mine. And you and Kim didn't know each other. No. And you told Llewellyn about your
1: dreams. No. And now didn't. your dreams happen to be number three and four in the book. That's, or you know, right next to each other in the book. That's amazing.
0: And another thing, um, Dr. Gloria, that you brought up, that you had asked me, um, that those who do lose sons or daughters probably experience a special dream more than others. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really know the answer to that. But those, those dreams are the most intense in the book.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are are very intense books. A lot of people have grandparent dreams, did not they?
0: Yes, I think the most, at first the most common was grandparents, but then parents eclipsed it a little bit. But a lot happens with grandparents. And then before I did the book, I didn't know people could have it with friends. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, a chapter dedicated to
2: friends. and,
1: And what's Kim's dream in the book, Mom?
2: Uh, he, her son, Pierre uh, Joseph, who died of an infectious disease um, very quickly, um, she sees him, and he, he puts his arms around her neck. Oh, my goodness. And he says, got to go.
0: I can read it if you want me to.
2: Oh, yeah. Why don't you read just the end of it where he appears okay. to her.
0: I'll read the dream. The dream. Of, okay. I was sound asleep when I woke up and. I just want to clarify this. It's like you wake up inside your dream. Mm -hmm. You're instantly aware of their presence, but you're still dreaming. So she says, I was sound asleep when I woke up, and it felt like I was standing up next to his closet in his room where I had been sleeping in his bed. Joseph leaps into my arms, squeezes my neck, and his arms around my neck to pull me close to his lips. Then he firmly kisses my cheek, and I kiss his. And then he said... I love you, and i got to go. Right then, I immediately woke up. I was still feeling like he had just been in my arms in a very real sense. Another interesting thing, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi, is some people just have the visual experience of the dream, and others can talk to them, and others can actually touch them. Wow. And I'm not really sure why, there's a difference of, of intensity or, or levels for these different dream experiences. Do people
1: ever wake up from these dreams and they're still crying? Yes. Several
0: have said that they must have been crying during the experience because they wake up too and their face is all wet from tears. Mm-hmm. It's a
2: very, very intense experience. Yeah, the dreams are very intense and you don't forget them. They're with you as intense. You know, when right. you think about them, they're, they're and, so. And you
0: don't different. forget them for years and years and years and years. I mean, you never forget them, it's just one yeah. of those experiences that you never forget.
2: Well, I th- I want to I appreciate your coming on the show today and talking about really a very new topic to us, isn't it, Heidi? It is. Yeah, it's been great having you on, and and I wanted to again say about these special dreams um, that they're not involved with any kind of channeling. It's not a medium. It's it's not something you can eat or drink. You maintain your free will during these dreams. You don't lose your identity. It, it's nothing to do with drugs, alcohol, hypnosis, or whatever. It's just kind of a, an off phenomenal that happens maybe once in a lifetime. And I think it's important uh, what Llewellyn's been saying today about the fact that share them um, with your family, write them down or whatever, because they are for the community. A wonderful thought, Llewellyn. And, and thank you so much for writing the book. And uh, I suggest that you get her book, Special Dreams After the Death of a Loved One, and also visit her website. Um, and She's uh, welcomed you to send the dreams. Tell us your website again www.specialdream.org. And I'm also pleased to say that Llewellyn uh, is joining us as a a guest uh, author for our Open to Hope Foundation. We're very excited about that. Thank you. And we're looking forward to it. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show, Llewellyn. It's It's been great.
0: You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.